Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Nancy O'Leary. Oh, hold on a sec. There we go. And my guest is Nancy O'Leary, Director of Marketing Strategy at Custom Direct, a marketing firm providing solutions for manufacturers and industrial resources. Nancy, hello. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Wonderful to have you here. So tell us about the business, about Custom Direct. Thanks so much for asking. And again, thanks for having me on today. Everybody in the Custom was really excited that I was going to be able to have a few minutes to sit down with you this afternoon. Custom Direct is a marketing agency that's been in existence for a little over 30 years now. And ironically enough, we started out in the pre-print press development arena. Picture catalogs, picture really any catalog that's been published and Custom Direct had a hand. As much as folks thought maybe 10, 15 years ago, libraries were going to go away with the advent of the internet becoming so widely used, ironically enough, folks think that catalogs are also going to go away. And fortunately for a lot of folks, that's just not the case. Catalogs, whether they be online or still in print, are still a really robust way to get a lot of very detailed information compiled into a very organized and easy to reference material. And while that's where we started, that certainly isn't where we are today. While we still have a portion of our business that's involved in catalog, a good chunk of what we work on today is all in the digital space. We started working mm-hmm. about 10, 15 years ago in digital marketing and have a really robust uh, group of folks that all work together, working on everything from websites to social media to any kind of a digital campaign that you can imagine. And I suppose that's it in a nutshell. Okay, awesome. You make an interesting point. Of course, you'd assume catalogs would disappear, right? Kind of like the yellow pages. You just no longer like, I think it's still around, but you no longer like think about it. Right. But it's totally true. Catalogs are still around. I still get a bunch of catalogs that I that I love leafing through. I wouldn't want I wouldn't well, want them to disappear. Well, and here's the thing, too, is there's an awful lot of work that goes into compiling. You know, think of um, tables for any of your favorite companies that probably do a lot of industrial type component production. You know, those tables, whether you're seeing them digitally or you're seeing them in print, you know, visit Napa. You know, they're looking at everything online now, but, you know, they've got all those tables and charts for kind of auto parts, say. Well, that organizational ability is extremely relevant today, perhaps even more now today because of the whole digital aspect to it than before when it was in print. And I have to say, to toot our own horns, I think one of the things that really makes custom kind of unique is that with that as our background, you know, once something goes to print, if it's not completely accurate, you've now got thousands of copies out there that Mm. are wrong. And so attention to detail and accuracy has always been our hallmark. And we bring that same attention to detail to anything that we do digitally. You know, oftentimes folks think, oh, well, if it's wrong, I'll just go online and switch it. Well, yeah, okay, but depending on what the chain of command is in terms of making decisions within a company, that could become a real problem if you've got things, say, on your website and everyone's approved it and by some chance a phone number is wrong or an email address is wrong. You know, we make sure that all of those really important pieces are completely accurate so that we don't have any oops. Mm -hmm. Can somebody go back in and fix this type of a thing? The other thing is there's a lot of work that goes into making sure whether it's a publication, whether it's a catalog or a magazine, you know, that you've optimized space, that you've got all of the right information in the right places. You know, especially if you follow eye tracking and you understand where people's eyes naturally migrate to, perhaps on a printed piece. 
Well, there's also that unique aspect to it digitally. You know, we can all follow heat maps and what have you on websites and where folks look first or where their eyes tend to stray. And even down to the navigation on a website, you know, do folks tend to navigate across the nav bar or do they like to scroll down on that home page? So mm-hmm. understanding where to place content and how to optimize that space is incredibly important. And again, honestly, it, it comes naturally to us. You know, it's what we've always done. And so yeah. we just, I think we do it really well. Yeah, no, no doubt. And of course, that's what you do for your clients, right? And just before we started recording, you were describing to me a project that you guys just wrapped up that involved uh, a big digital transformation project with the manufacturers you work with and the industrial providers and so on. So tell me a little bit about that, sort of in the manufacturing space, how you help your clients navigate this this digital transformation like what was that what was the project and what were some of the interesting challenges that you had to help your clients navigate well i have a question for you are we just limited to 30 minutes because i gotta tell you i could talk about this for quite a while but you're you're right yeah we were talking about this so we just finished up a project well we work with clients in all different industries we really focus on working with folks that are in, in manufacturing or say in the industrial space. And that just, be, and it really comes down because it's a natural fit for us. You know, I mentioned catalogs and tables and charts. Oftentimes folks that we were working with were already in manufacturing. And so it was really easy and just seemed like such a, a great avenue to travel to start working with folks on a digital level where we were already working with them in other areas. And so this project that we finished up was incredible. It gave us an opportunity working with a really large organization here in the state of Illinois to work with manufacturers throughout the state of Illinois. There are over 15,000 manufacturers in the state of Illinois, and a vast percentage of them are small to medium-sized companies. Small would be less than 10, medium is less than 20. And so when you think about the fact that there's just such a huge, huge number of manufacturers here within our home state of Illinois, in in light of everything that's occurred over the last year and a half, many of those companies, while they might have had a website, their main marketing mode was trade shows and expos Mm -hmm. and sales brochures that were leave-behinds, as they're called, when they had sales folks, if they had sales folks that were out visiting prospects. And all of that got turned on and naturally when face-to-face meetings were, were completely stopped and, and now they're just starting to crank up again. And so while we had already been working with manufacturers for quite a few years, uh, everything really snowballed and really intensified, as you can imagine, as attention to a company's digital presence really became significant and even more significant than perhaps some folks might have realized And so with this project, we were able to collaborate with 35 small to medium-sized manufacturers in the state of Illinois. And when I say manufacturers, there were a couple of chocolatiers, coffee Hmm. roasters, and yes, there were companies that performed precision machining, milling, turning, fabrication, product assembly, but really all different aspects that you might not traditionally think of when you mention manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And so for these companies, they identified that they had a need, that their digital marketing presence could perhaps benefit 
from a review and maybe even to some degree some enhancements. And so we came in and we ran a comprehensive assessment of what their website performance looked like as well as their social media presence, specifically as it related to LinkedIn. And the reason we chose LinkedIn is is really simple. While there's different platforms that exist, of course, for social media, LinkedIn is really where B2B occurs. More than any other platform, it's where businesses are going to find other businesses. And to be honest, just just that statement alone surprised many people we worked with. LinkedIn really has a reputation for being where you go to find a job. And Mm. while that was the case maybe five years ago, um, it is significantly different now. It's truly where businesses go to find other businesses. And as we see folks coming up into decision-making roles that are perhaps a little bit closer to their college years than you and I are, they are very comfortable, you know, looking and researching online and looking on different platforms to basically check out a company, you know, check out what their company culture looks like, check out what they're saying about their capabilities. And they are turning to LinkedIn by a significant margin. LinkedIn has invested a ton of money to go head to head, believe it or not, with Google. They want to be the place you go to to search. And so the time has come that if a company doesn't have a LinkedIn presence, they really need to have one. And really it comes down to having a page and it comes down to having some relevant content posted. The frequency and what that content looks like was all part of this program and just training and and showing folks how simple it could be. And our motto is that you should be able to have a really sturdy, substantial, phenomenal presence on LinkedIn for 15 minutes a week, and we show you how mm-hmm. to do that. So for a company that's extremely busy, and probably everyone at that company already has at least one other job they're doing, if not two or three, because let's face it, small to medium-sized companies, you know, you're not in a silo. You are working really hard and, and probably doing, again, a couple different jobs. To find someone to take on the task then of handling social media can sometimes really just be ridiculous. And so... I say ridiculous. It could be. I mean, it could be just another stretch. So we like to show how achievable it is to get a really solid presence on LinkedIn and then how to sustain that. Same goes with a website. Oftentimes, companies believe that because of the enormous expense they might have put into having a website built five, six, seven years ago, you know, they want to get their money's worth out of it. And so if they're in a situation where perhaps someone built the website in custom coding, which is really common, well, then they're kind of stuck. They're beholden to whoever built the website. You know, by contrast, we're an open source agency. We really, really like building brand new websites in WordPress. It's open source. Their collaboration with WP Engine is, you know, unprecedented, and they're just an incredible duo to work together. But for this program, it wasn't about building new websites. It was about using whatever existing website they had and really optimizing it to the best of its ability. And I got to tell you, Jeremy, I, I literally, I get chills just thinking about it. There were some websites that were HTML sites that probably hadn't been touched in a decade for some folks. And without changing platforms, we were able to go in and make some absolutely incredible enhancements, not just to the look and the feel, which is, you know, the eye candy part of it, you know, mm. the, the curb appeal part, we always tell folks. But really when it came to SEO, which is so critical to be found mm. on any search engine, and to make sure that the images that were used, if there were any, or if not, bring images in. Make sure that those were optimized for load time, um, for sizing, 
and to make sure that those were SEO as well. It's probably one of those areas that gets forgotten the most on a website is that your images need to be tagged. Your pages need to be tagged. I mean, there's so many really critical aspects to a website that depending on how long ago the site was built, perhaps no one had ever thought about that or no one had ever mentioned it at the time it was built and certainly no one had thought about it since. And so we went through, made some some assessments, made some recommendations, and then implemented those recommendations. And we had we had folks who got their wives on the phone because they wanted their wives to see what we were going through. Wives that maybe didn't have anything to do with the business or wives who mm-hmm. had their family get on some of the Zoom calls to say, look at what they've done. And it really has made a significant difference in these companies' business. It, it gives them such a strong digital presence to, to really build off of now and march forward. Wow, that's fantastic. So, okay, a couple things. Why do you think that so many of these businesses, or at least some of them, hadn't been keeping up with these trends, had websites that were 10 years old and so on? What was keeping them from you know, staying up with the the trends and, and thinking about things like SEO? You know, it's a great question. What the most common denominator was is their businesses were growing. Oftentimes, these are the people that have started the business or they've purchased the business from a parent. And so their sole focus was really, ironically enough, on technology, but the technology for the company. So while the company was growing exponentially and their capabilities were growing exponentially, the website was just one of those. It, I, I can't tell you how often we heard, you know, I knew I needed to get around to this. I just thought it was going to be really painful and really mm. expensive and really time consuming. And, you know, I'm going to pat us on the back. It was none of those things. You know, we were able to come mm-hmm. in and without changing platforms, without rebuilding the entire site, really just make, you know, those critical changes that just honestly blew people's minds. It was we were always excited to do like the big reveal. So, you know, yeah. you can imagine we got to do it again and again. Everybody wants to, to get on. Everybody can see, wow, this is amazing. So, you know, you, you said something interesting that part of the problem, a good problem to have is that a typical company was growing so fast, they were just consumed with trying to keep up. And you can kind of see how it might be easy to conclude, like, we're doing really well. We're growing why do we need to spend all this money on a website? We're, we're doing just fine. I mean, what's your answer to that? Well, here's the thing. How are you getting in front of your audience? And, you know, Jeremy, that was one of the things you and I talked about was, you know, what, what should we chat about today? And it all comes back to audience. You know, how are, how are you getting in front of folks? How is your business growing? Is it by word of mouth? Is it by referrals? Or did you just get lucky and you've got two or three really big, regardless of what your answer is, it's really imperative to understand how you're getting in front of those prospects. And oftentimes the answer was kind of a shrug, like, well, somebody told us, someone told someone else about us and, you know, they heard that we were good. What was really painful to hear was sometimes folks would say, well, you know, our business was growing in spite of our website, not because of it. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, whenever you can take something that could be complicated or is absolutely perceived as being complicated and really break it into very straightforward, manageable sections, for lack of a better word. You know, take this this huge behemoth project of a website and take it into something. You know, one of the things that came up a lot was folks would say, 
well, with this program, can we just get a brand new website? And we said, well, no, actually, it's not really the, the way the scope of it works. But here's the thing. Within the platform you're in, we're going to make sure that the content is readable, relevant, and repeatable. We call them the three R's instead of reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> anyway, and then make sure that your navigation makes sense. And, you know, make sure that all those other good, really important SEO things that we talked about a few minutes ago, make sure all of those are there. And, you know, it's funny when you when you are working with folks that tend to have a mechanical mind, regardless of what aspect within manufacturing or industrial they're in, when you can explain the kind of the mechanics behind what's going on, it's just so much fun because they totally get it. Like immediately say, oh, my gosh, OK, I see what you mean. OK, so cause and effect, I suppose, is the best way to put it. And so we didn't get so much resistance in, like, we're already successful. We don't need to worry about the website as much as it was, believe it or not, social media, in particular mm -hmm. LinkedIn. That's really where we got a little bit more, I wouldn't even say pushback, but more of a haven't been on it, don't really understand the point of it, why should I yeah. bother? And we explain, okay, so now you're going to have this amazing website that's going to look great, that's going to be easy to navigate, and that, yes, search engines will do it pushing traffic to your site, you know, thanks to SEO. But how else are you going to drive traffic to your website? And how do you do that without paid advertising? Which mm -hmm. is a fun thing to do. Trust me, we do it. We love it. It's, a, it's great. You see huge gains with, with paid advertising. But what's another way to do that without spending money? Social media. And then right. what's the best platform to be on if you're a business looking for business? LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. So, so let's and, talk more about, let, let's talk more about that. Now you said that you set folks up. To, to say 15 minutes a week is all yep. you really need to spend. So say a little bit more about that. What did sure. you sort of, what is your philosophy for your clients in terms of what they actually do on LinkedIn to build the kind of relationships that they're hoping to build? Content calendar. Okay. If I were to ever get a tattoo, maybe it would say content calendar. <laughs> it's the most eye-opening experience. Just for talking to some folks this morning, and showed them their content calendar that we had developed for them. And it's a, it's a one-year content calendar. And I have to tell you, Jeremy, it was like jaws dropped. And it was like, I said, this is all, this is all there is to it. It's these key areas to build out. You know, you need to understand the subject of what your post is going to be. You know, we call it the point of the post. Then write it. And it's a post. It's not a blog. It's not a long form article. It's a post. Maybe four sentences max. What's the link? Where are you going to send people to your website, depending on what mm -hmm. the, the content is? Because after all, and this, this, I have to say, blew some people's minds. The entire purpose of social media is to drive traffic to your website. Right. That's great. It gives people insight to your company and the culture and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, it should be driving traffic to your website because that's where you get to tell your whole story, not in a post not even in a series of posts. It's your website that really reflects what you do, your capabilities, so much more about your company, your history, your culture, your commitment to sustainability. But they're not going to know any of that if you don't drive them there. And how do you get them there? Well, you go where they are, and they're on LinkedIn. So when you develop a content calendar and you have you know, a general point, you actually have the words that you're writing, you have the link identified of where you want to send them on your website, and then the next big thing is, is keywords. You know, which keywords are you going to incorporate either in the content itself or with those hashtags, which is how LinkedIn yeah. does searches. 
And then we find it really helpful to understand what kind of a post it is and to identify that at the end. So if you can picture a grid, really that's what each of these posts are. And so if you do a nice mix of capabilities posts, company culture posts, we actually have one that we call planned spontaneity. <laughs> that's the post where, you know what, you plan for it. And something comes up within the industry, at the company, that's where you drop that one in. And, I mean, I have to say, it goes from, you know, anytime you're, you're talking with folks about content and, and developing content, whether it's for their website or for social media, honestly, and we're all guilty of this, your eyes glaze over. And, and I have to tell you, even mm -hmm. at Custom Direct, it becomes, at times, a challenge. You know, who's going to be working on this? And while we've got mm -hmm. a couple of people who work solely on social media, we don't want it to be just one voice. We want it to be the voice of our whole agency. So we all collaboratively work at times on different posts, kind of a kind of a guest post, as it were. And by understanding that, and we so easily relate to what our clients are going through with, in terms of finding time and finding content, we actually just figure out the easiest way to do it, and then we turn around, and then that's what we recommend for our clients, particularly when it comes to content development. I could sit here and tell you, oh, we're great at it. You know, you really need Custom Direct to write all your content for you. The truth of the matter is, really, anyone can write content given the right framework. And, yeah, some of it can be a little hit or miss. And, yeah, some of it might be a little bit clunky at the beginning. But it is a bit like a rolling stone. You know, once you get going, it does become easier. And if you've got a framework to work within, what had us so thrilled about this program was that, you know, we were able to provide folks with a year's worth of content. LinkedIn and then show how to fill in this content calendar moving forward then. And, and you know, when you first tell people you should be able to do this in 15 minutes a week, people kind of look at you and go, yeah, okay, sure. And then they see this and they say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yes, we can. And it really is, it really is doable. And what's great about using a social media platform, but let's say LinkedIn, especially to get in front of other businesses. You can take all of that content that you post on LinkedIn and you can post it on Facebook if that happens right. to be a platform that, for whatever reasons, you're interested in. For instance, we've got retail clients. It's all about Facebook. It's all about word of mouth. These are sole proprietorship retail shops that have a real sense of community online. And so while they definitely have a presence on LinkedIn, they have an enormous following on, say, Facebook. It's good to translate over then across those different social media platforms. And that reminds me, you know, Jeremy, we were talking about Instagram, you know, and I mentioned, you know, we only do, mm -hmm. you know, we, we try things out and then we can really understand what some of our clients are going through. So as a marketing agency, you know, really we should be on every platform on social media and we should be aggressively posting all the time. And we absolutely have, um, we fall into the small to medium-sized company umbrella of everyone does more than one thing. In fact, everybody does a couple different mm -hmm. things, if not three or four. And so social media has always been something that we're all working on, but it remained a little bit of a struggle for us to make sure that we were keeping that, that consistency. And so this summer, we had an amazing intern that we were so fortunate to get, and she really put the time and the effort into – learning a bit more about us. And I have to admit, you know, there's, there's just so much to be gained from having an outside source kind of look at things, you know, outside in the sense that it's not somebody mm. from immediately within your business. 
And oftentimes, you know, that's what we can help provide is, you know, we're kind of the outside source looking in. While we understand a lot of the nuances within manufacturing, we certainly don't know a manufacturer's business. And yet we can come in, um, kind of give it that slightly different perspective, and then that streamlined approach. And that's really, I think, what's so critical in order to continue to really do anything effectively in terms of marketing. You know, you need to be able to be consistent. You need to, of course, be able to measure you need to be able to analyze those results and then repeat the stuff that works and then fix the stuff that's not, but consistency, man. So, yeah, that's so, so much good stuff. There's so, so many great insights. I mean, we, we, a lot to unpack and we could go on and on, but we, we sort of have to wrap it up. So Nancy, thank you so much for sharing all that and really for a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. This was a lot of fun. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.